Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. I have Rush and Caden with me this afternoon for uh, another episode of uh, not only the show, but uh, this will be film analysis number three. Uh, if you haven't listened to the first two, I really suggest you do because this isn't like our movie sessions episodes. Like these are actually, we try and dive a little deeper into these movies uh, to, to the best of our ability, obviously. Um, but we do have four movies that we, we do want to talk about. Um, and definitely would recommend all of these to our viewers out there. If you haven't seen them already, it's in my opinion, definitely worth the time. If you, you know, have two hours, cause none of these movies are too long. Um, but they're great stories, awesome camera work, pretty good performances by everyone in all of them. And in, in, in my opinion, I don't think there's a bad movie here. Um, but I guess the first one we'll talk about is Death Proof. And yeah, Caden has not seen this movie, so this will be like a spoiler-free review about this movie. But Rush and I have seen this. I've seen this a bunch of times. Um, this movie is completely fucked. Like, it's fucked. Um, Kurt Russell is in it. Fucking, um... Trying to see who else. Pete Hammond. And when was this movie made? This was made in 2009 by Quentin Tarantino. Kind of seems like a 90s movie. It does, and it it's very uh, it's very gritty, gory. It is a grindhouse production. It is a grindhouse production, like Rush just said. Um, it's very violent. So, it, honestly, the one word I would use to describe this movie is fucking sinister. Yeah. That's the, it's very sinister. The Kurt Russell plays a very interesting character, and I'm not trying to say too much on the movie just based on the fact that Caden has not seen it yet. And we'll get his imp- uh, his impressions and reactions from the film when he watches it for sure on the show. Um, great acting, really good dialogue, interesting story, and it's just a kind of an innovative movie. Quentin Tarantino just definitely had fun with this movie. Like it, it's literally centered around like stunt stunt car drivers. Like this guy was a stunt stunt man. Mm-hmm. And that's the only fucking backstory you'll get on Kurt Russell. He's like, yeah, I'm a stuntman. And, like, he has this stunt car with, like, a roll cage. And, yeah. Oh, uh, God, bro. It, it's... So when you first watched this movie, what were, your, like, your first impressions? Oh, it was... I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. But, uh, honestly, after I watched it a couple times, it grew on me because Kurt Russell is playing a fucking sociopath yeah. and you just don't see that much. Uh... I thought the writing was good, the story was interesting. Even, uh, normally, you know, not trying to stereotype anything, but when you have a bunch of incredibly good-looking women in a movie, like, literally, there's two groups of girls in this movie. Like, the first 30 minutes has the first group, and the fir- the second has... The, sec- the rest of the movie has the second group, and they are all really good act- actresses. Like, they actually pull it off and make it convincing to the point where, like, these are women in distress, but also they're going to fight back if needed. So like, it's just one of those cool movies where it's not forcing any woke politics on you. It's just a fucked up story with Tarantino movie. Yeah. And he's, he's just going to cross lines and, um, boundaries of just film in general and just film creation. And this movie definitely takes the one, honestly, it might be one of his, 
if not the most far out movie he's done. Far out, dude. Um, yeah, seriously, far out, dude. Um, just based on the fact that just the concept of the movie is insane, and just the sequences that kind of tie everything together, like the twists and the action is awesome. Like the the actual like stunt driving is sick. Like they did a great job. So Rush, where were you? Uh, you have you seen this movie? Yeah, I've seen, you know, here and there, bits and parts of it. Not the, I wouldn't say the whole thing, you know. I've seen the uh, death of the first group of girls, mm. where uh, Kurt Russell goes at him and just, yeah. I really don't want to spoil it for you, Kaden, I'm sorry. I almost just, got to explaining that scene, but, you That know. scene is the, like, the reason why the movie is the way it, like, yeah. it, it appears to be, is that scene. So is he, like, a serial killer or something? No, but let's just say Next he doesn't take rejection well. No, oh, okay. And, like, he's, like, he's not a good-looking dude. He's a washed stuntman, like, in weird dive bars, and he just comes across... Uh, unfortunate group of women um and it kicks off Uh, it's what did you think about like the camera work and i know you didn't see like the whole movie in entirety from start to finish but from the parts you have seen what were like your like standout like moments or things that make make you want to have other people see it the the scene that I just mentioned, the beginning, like, scene of the first group of girls. Yeah. And then the, um, revenge scene. Yes. For the, uh, yes. second group of girls. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, like, like I said, it's a fucked up movie, but... I, the, the reason why I'm not really explaining so much into it is due to the fact that I really don't want to give too much detail. Because Caden has yet to watch it, and I'm not sure if any of, the, or how many of the viewers have watched it. Yeah, but if you haven't, watch Death Proof 2009, uh, directed by Quentin Tarantino. Like I said, it has Kurt Russell in it. Um, None of the female actresses I know by name, uh, but they've been in stuff. There was one girl that was in Burn Notice. Uh, A bunch of them got on, like, TV. So, like, this movie kind of did make, like, the younger actors and actresses' careers in in a sense that... um, But it wasn't one of those household name films, like, you can't show this to your children. (laughs) But <laughs> like, you've probably heard of Death Proof. Like, I've never watched it. I know what it is. Yeah. No, I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's one of those, like, kind of standout 2009 movies that, like, not too many people have seen. But you've probably heard of it because it's very fucked up. People talk about it. <laughs> um, But, yeah, Death Proof, out of 10, I'd probably rate it a 7. Probably, probably give it a solid 7 out of 10. Um, like I said, the story, dialogue's really good. Uh, the stunts are really good. I, I think... Caden's definitely been talking about wanting to watch it the past couple of days, but if you haven't seen it yet, especially watch the camera it. work on the crashes. Oh yeah, the crash scenes, the 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 car alone, like just whoever the stuntman is for this How fucking movie. How many cars do you think they went through in that uh, movie? Uh, probably over a hundred. The next so. movie discussion will be talking about Kill Bill. Yes, and the and the next movie review will uh will be talking about Kill Bill one and two. And we'll do like a whole review on those. That's a shout out for a future episode. Oh yeah, we'll get everyone on that that watches it with us. Um, But that'll be a nice review uh, probably later this week if possible. But we got a lot of content coming out. And last week we didn't have our Tuesday show on Blog Talk. And we won't be having it again this Tuesday. Just due to scheduling constraints. And just 
we have a lot going on already. We're trying to grow this show and the, the Tuesday slot. It, it's one of those things where like we got to create some more time. So we're going to be taking this week off as well, trying to regroup and see if we can schedule something better for all of us. But with that being said, our next movie we, uh, we have lined up here to talk about is a Sam Mendes film. It was made in 20, late 2018. Um, it's called 1917, and this is one of the most innovative movies I've ever seen in my entire Definitely life. Definitely, if you've been around, or just like you just like been watching, like, t- like movies or legitimately just TV, you've probably seen 1917. You know the trailers or someone talking about it. It's usually most like where I most known it for is it was all one take. It's a one take film. You know. Yeah, I every mean, every single scene was one take. It, it it does go through seeming like one take. They they sneak cuts in here and there. Um, no, but like every single scene was shot. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's never been done like that before. And I don't know how long this movie take like took to be made. Probably years. But I would like to shout out um, George McKay and Dean Charles Chapman. Um... George McKay plays Schofield and Dean Charles Chaplin plays Blake and the acting in this movie is it's fucking amazing like for a movie where you're like has the camera stopped yet like you you believe everything that even the side actors and actresses are saying like everything is believable the environment looks real practical effects are awesome in this movie and just the larger scheme of things like it's just awesome to see um, I, the the whole premise of the movie is two men being dispatched with a, a message to another regiment, and this is a World War One film. And it's based on true events as well, and these two men have to get to this regiment and call off an attack, call off a charge, and if they don't, over seventeen hundred or over a thousand men are going to die. It's a whole regiment. Yeah, it's a large amount of men. So two men have to save over a thousand. Benedict Cumberbatch gives the order. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch has a cameo. Mark Strong has a cameo. The guy from Kingsman has a cameo. A lot of it's a loaded cast and a really good movie. It's not about just this movie wasn't trying to be your typical war movie. It was just genuinely trying to be a masterpiece, and it, it didn't need to try. Two dudes on a mission then turned into one dude on a mission. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, if you have not seen it yet and you have like a weird vibe about war movies. This is not your typical war movie. It really isn't. It's not crazy, crazy, insane with the fight scenes. It's not extremely flashy. No. But there are, like, I remember where he's running through the, the destroyed city, and... You know they used miniatures for that scene? Really? Yeah. Like, that city was not a city. It was literally just a little diorama someone made with, like, fucking glue and shit like that like it was gorgeous yeah. like that was beautiful I want that to be said too and sniper scene I remember cause he, he's, he's like going in the one on one with the sniper that's in the uh, the tower yeah. and then he rushes the tower to get in and then they have that hand to hand combat that was fire bro I don't know if it was better than the sniper scene from Saving Private Ryan I'm not gonna say it was just cause that was just so iconic the dude in the tower yeah, taking out everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's quoting Bible right? verses as he was just headshotting yes. him, and she shoots him in the middle of the uh, like through the eyeglass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, now that that's another movie I'd love to do an in depth review on. 
Um, but Rush, have you seen 1917 or not? I have not. Okay. Ooh, that's what we need to watch. You definitely need to watch that, and we will show you at some point. We'll do. We'll get Rush's opinion and impressions on it as well for sure, because it's one of those movies that it'll stick with you. Um, but again, if you guys haven't seen 1917 by Sam Mendes, late 2018, I believe, uh, definitely check it out. It's worth it. It's it's kind of a longer movie, but it, it's genuinely a movie where you're gonna be like, okay, fuck, yeah. worth my time. Mm-hmm. worth my time watching and seeing this through but I'd like to also take another segue to shout out the USFL four days away from kickoff a couple I guess news flashes here Brady White has been named week one starter against the Philadelphia Stars he plays for the Memphis Showboats Case Cookus versus Brady White opening game let's see what they got um, and then I'd also like to shout out Dale and Dale's Automotive Cleaning Services. It's a floor room shine every time, and he does a great job, great prices, especially if you're in the Manatee and Sarasota County area. His information is on uh, the Instagram at Tea Time Reports. If you guys ever want to be interactive with us, definitely hit us up on our social medias and our emails there. If you ever have any suggestions for content or uh, maybe you want to be a guest star on, on, on our Tuesday night show where you can call in live and we can do like a... Uh, it's mainly 100% sports, so if you're a sports fan, that's definitely for you. But there's so many ways you can be interactive with us and uh, be a part of the show even more. So with that being said, we'll go ahead and move on to our uh, our third movie that we would like to talk about here. Now, Rush and Caden, you both have seen this movie, right? Mm-hmm. Premium Rush? Yes. Yes. And yeah, Rush just said it. It's This movie is titled Premium Rush, made in 2009 with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Michael Shannon. He's just gone, he's grinding through the city. He's he is, grinding through that city. It's directed by David Kep, and he is grinding through the city. If Caden, you want to go ahead and take it away, he's a bike bike messenger. He's, so I'm pretty sure the whole premise of the movie is what he's like a, like a mailman home. Right? Yeah, he's a he's like a yeah. he's a messenger, bro. They drop off mm-hmm. envelopes and packages to various and locations for private parties. So he he kind of has it down pat because if you're gonna do anything, any sort of like mobile job in New York City, like why are you using a car? Yeah, he does it perfectly with his bike, and he's going crazy. This dude's going like and he has five miles per hour in and out of traffic. But he has a special ability, so he can see the clear path. He does, Uh, literally, bro. And that that part about the movie is sick. It is cool. Um, It's it's almost like oh, what's that one movie he was in where he bends bullets? Wanted. No, that was uh, that wasn't Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That Uh, was uh, fuck. I thought that was him. James McAvoy. Mm. James McAvoy and. How am I forgetting her name, bro? Like, Tomb Raider, bro? Like, how am I forgetting her fucking name? <laughs> the baddest bitch of the 2000s. Angelina Jolie. Angelina Excuse Jolie. me. Ange- yeah, Angelina Jolie, if you are out there listening somehow, <laughs> some way, some shape, or some form, I could have been your Mr. Smith. Hit us up on a DM. <laughs> <laughs> what if we just get a DM from Angelina Jolie? Like, hey. And I'm like, uh, so, uh, so it's starring Jason Gordon Levitt for sure. We covered that, but co star. Michael Shannon. I love Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon is brilliant in this movie. Like, he is in almost every movie he's in. And they're like, uh, he, I'm pretty sure what the premise is, he gets... Uh, I, could, I could take this away. Yeah, here. you can take that. I forget the really premise of it. He gets something that he's not supposed to have. Pretty much. Michael Shannon. He's a detective uh, with a very bad habit of gambling. This man is crashing out the entire movie. 
and I fucking love it. Yeah. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, Willie, gets his hand on a package of a large amount of money buying yeah. freedom for a Chinese family from one of his ex-girlfriend's yeah. friends, if that yeah. makes sense. Now I know. But Michael Shannon, being a detective, he finds out word of this scheme of these um, legal citizens of the country buying freedom for their families elsewhere. And he goes and he tries to take that package full of this young lady's money to get her mother and child to, to the States. And but the entire time, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he never opens a package. That's his rule. Never opens, never knows what's inside. So he does his due diligence and goes into a crazy, crazy chase scene. And like I said, this movie isn't long. Oh, I remember. What's the one cop that always, like, he's always... The bike cop. cop. Almost after. And there's the a bike... Dude, just there's so many factors. Yeah. And so many cool little side characters and obstacles. fucking hilarious. No, he was chasing him, like, three times and failed. Actually, <laughs> um, like, every time. But, yeah, this is, this is a very creative movie. Innovative, in a way. Um... Love Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I love him in everything, bro. The he Walk, good, Snowden, Snowden, The Night Before. Oh, I, that's that. The Night Before is another thing we just go deep. We we need to go deep on that, but we have to go. Deep. You can only watch that movie one night a year. Yeah, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. There's only there's you can only watch it if you watch it any other night of the year. Do not go out and watch The Night Before unless it is Christmas Eve. If you don't, well, if you do watch it, it just loses all of its value. It's literally the whole movie takes place in a night. Seth Rogen's hilarious. We're going to talk about that at some other point. We'll talk about it around Christmas. Fuck yeah. We'll do a Christmas episode, a Christmas special. But um, yeah, no, please. If you have not seen Premium Rush 2009, a David Kep film starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Michael Shannon, I really suggest you do. Rush, what were your impressions of this movie? Mainly because it's one of the few movies with your name in it. So I, I figured you probably saw this a while ago. I am feeling premium. You're feeling premium. Are you right premium now, Rush? Rush? Yeah. I am premium. I think Rush is premium. But go ahead. What were your thoughts on this film? What did you enjoy about it? I love the bike parkour. Yes. Yeah. Just literally him hopping over cars, or him just hopping up on ledges and just being able to ride it, or just even on like balance beam type oh, yeah. objects such as like planks like whenever they were escaping the cops yes. and he goes through the, and he goes through that parking garage yes hops over all the cars and ramps up the uh i think it's the tow truck yeah something it was it was like a it was car like a carrier. Flat, it, yeah it was like a flatbed uh vehicle that they'd carry like cars on and um he ramps up that goes on goes in and then he's just running from the cops and you just see uh michael shannon He's just crashing out. He's screaming. He's like, no! <laughs> Michael Shannon is always screaming, bro. And then, who was the uh, girl in the film? Who is that? Fuck. Let me double check that. Dania Ramirez. Um, not like Honestly, she hasn't been in much, but she was good in this. Like, she was good in that, and I like the scene in there where uh, she almost got clipped by the taxi. And mm. she always wears her bike chain like on her waist, so she like unclips it real quick, smacked the dude's side, the taxi cab <laughs> side mirror off, and then called him a prick or whatever, Bro, and he drove that, off. Yeah. I get pissed. Off. Yeah, I really pissed. Dude, I see, I see videos all the time, like bikers just going up to people just smashing them, like smashing the rear mirror. It's stuff. interesting that like this might be one of the only like 
suburban like not but like city biking I've movies. I've never watched a movie like that in my life. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's another movie. It, that's like an that's like a like a uh, new a, premise. Yeah, like a new plot basically. Like there's been nothing like that. Yeah, another one of one type movie. All of them so far have been kind of one of ones in their own way. Um, Except for the one we're getting to next. Yeah, this next one is probably a little more. I guess you've probably seen it. I guess in other movies before. Not a bad movie. But I, I like this upcoming movie. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson is probably one of my favorite actors of this century. Not just because of Kick-Ass, uh, which I think is probably one of the most slept on superhero movies of all time. I wish they were able to complete the trilogy. They just didn't get enough money from the second one. But I loved him in that. I loved him in Bullet Train. Shout out to him as Quicksilver, I guess. But he's he's always been a consistent piece in cinema like he's really he's got range he was you know? in uh, I remember my, my notice my most notable role from him is Godzilla that first Godzilla movie oh the first Godzilla I hate on that movie just I love that movie I love it too a lot of people hate on because it's more human and less action but like if you actually I watch the Godzilla sense. movies like the new ones bro and just a little side note here we're gonna veer right back on track but the first one was about, like, the human's perspective. Then the second one was literally Godzilla's perspective. Right, we got yeah. to see his house where he dwelled in the fucking earth. Yeah. And I, I, I appreciate Aaron Taylor Johnson's, like, kind of range in the first one, though. He wasn't asked to do much, but, like, when he was on screen, like, you could just tell, like, he, he, he plays a man on a journey very well. And then Kong versus Godzilla, we get to see where the action that it came from. You know? Yeah. Like, legit center and it, that's a franchise we'll definitely have to go in on as well. But Rush, what would you rate Premium Rush before we talk about this next film? Out of ten. Give it a 7.5. I, I respect that. I, I think, yeah. 7.5. Yeah. I like that. It doesn't immediately wow you to the point where you're going to remember But all I will of it, say it keep, it keep, it's exactly. fast-paced and... Like it's not it's it's so interesting it is, and it's yeah, it's, it's not boring it's yeah. unique the pace of the Very movie light. is so good yeah like you're always captivated and interested in what's happening to these characters but we also didn't get to rate 1917 and rush i know you didn't get to see that but kaden what would you rate 1917 the sam mendez film um either eight or nine like, I, I, I would go movie. nine i love that movie. i would go nine i think it is going to be in 20 years looked back on and people are going to be like what i think it's going to be like like one of the best modern war movies you've ever seen up there with Dunkirk. You know? Yeah, Dunkirk is also a masterpiece in its own respectable way. But this next movie is a war movie. Um, a fictional tale. But Aaron Taylor Johnson is in it. That's why we started talking about it. John Cena is in it. It's legitimately a cast of like five people in this movie. There's them two. They're pinned down. Three extras and like the sniper voice. Yeah. I don't want to go too in depth on that because this movie is not really like a war movie. I would call it a psychological thriller. And this but is John. It takes place in a war. Yeah, it does taste take place in a war, but there's minimal people involved. Um, but this is John Cena's best performance in a movie, and he actually like when I first saw this movie, he actually blew me away. Like I'm actually not gonna lie to you. Like he actually, I was like, what? The fuck? Yeah. Like, whoa. Like, The Rock's not doing that. It, no, The Rock could never do that. But this movie, like... You, no one's gonna fucking go back and... And say, yo, The Wall with John Cena, you know? <laughs> yeah. But 
if you do have the time, like, I actually recommend watching this because it is, it is a slow kind of build up, build up to the tension, but it's a, like, the setting is awesome. Yeah. It's in the middle of Afghanistan. It's it's, it's, it's in the middle of Iraq, actually. And they, they're on, so pretty much, I'll, I'll just go through, I guess, the premise real fast without a spoiler. This, there's like a scout team, uh, a scout sniper team consisting of Aaron Taylor Johnson and John Cena. They approach this pipeline with a bunch of dead private contractors and Aaron Taylor Johnson is a sniper and he's like, you know, something just doesn't feel right. I'm going to pop back on a hill, get elevation, check it out. And they split up. John Cena goes in solo and the dialogue is really good. The, the writers kept it interesting and kept the these characters with a lot of depth yeah. for for such a like a low budget movie because yeah. this is this movie probably cost like less than 500 grand to make like it was not like meant to go to the fucking cinemas and make millions mm-hmm. it was supposed to be a good movie and I think it is and the director is Doug Lehman and he directed he directed something else that I remember the Born Identity and Live Die and Repeat with Tom Cruise <laughs> Um, weird, weird arsenal of movies for a director because The Born Identity came out literally in 2000 and then Live, Die, Repeat came out in 2014. Mm-hmm. So like, and then he did this and I believe this was 2017. This was like Amazon Studio uh, film. But if you guys haven't seen this, I recommend watching it. I know Rush hasn't seen it. Um, or have you? Have. No, Rush has seen it, but Caden hasn't. Excuse me. Okay, you both have seen it. Awesome. I, I watched it. I, re- I remember. Yeah, cause isn't this the one where the Iraqi soldiers talking to him through the my, or walkie? Yes. The radio. Yeah. The, the, there's a infamous sniper that they think they've run across on yeah. accident, and it gets personal as fuck. It does get personal. Yeah. And I don't. Again, I'm not like that's probably as much as we'll give. Mm-hmm. But what were your thoughts on like the tension of the movie? How they kept mystery in the film. Like surrounding the enemy because there was legit one enemy in this mm-hmm. movie and he was a menace. Uh, you remember the ending, which a lot of people will probably hate, but I actually enjoy. Not because not for the sake of the characters, but just for the state of the story. But mm-hmm. what were your impressions and what what did you appreciate about like the tension of this movie and the pace of it? You know, mm. it's probably been a couple years, but I mean, you probably remember it being like, yo, what's gonna fucking happen next? Type shit. Yeah, you know. But it's, what were your thoughts on that? It's been... Yeah, like you said, it's been a little bit since I've watched it. But the one thing I will say is, like, it was... It went from just basically being, like, two guys out on patro- scout patrol... Yeah. To literally just all of a sudden, just boom. Shit gets in. insanely real. Yeah. And hopefully... For their sake, at the time, if you're, like, watching it right now or later on, you're hoping that it's, you know, just bad luck. But, honestly, if you listen to, I guess, like, the stories and the, the dialogue from these characters, karma is uh, is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, again, I know you haven't watched it in many years, so, like, obviously lessons and morals of films will escape you if you haven't rewatched it. You're yeah. going to be like, oh, fuck, that's actually deeper than when I originally watched it. Yeah. Um, but, like, I feel like karma has a lot to do with this movie because, like, 
it was it's hard to explain without spoiling it but i'll just say it is a trip <coughs> for a combat film but rush what do you think about aaron taylor johnson and john cena's i guess kind of weird cinematic career i mean he was in bumblebee he did this subtly uh, and I, I mean this subtly. Like, this wasn't something he was going around marketing and shit. Mm-hmm. Massive blockbuster. No, but, like, you know how John Cena is, bro. He's going to be on a fucking ad. Or I he's do gonna remember be... when it came out, though. It was, like, a big thing because everyone was talking about how dog it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. People were saying it was dog shit. But what what are your thoughts on the performances of both of these actors in this movie? I thought they were good. Yeah. Really good, to be honest. I mean, um... Who was it behind the wall? Was that? That was Aaron Taylor Johnson. He was okay, the main. Yeah. He was the lead. Okay, yeah. John Cena is the supporting John, actor. Yeah. I really liked uh, the main character. What's his name again? I'm sorry. Aaron Taylor Johnson is the Aaron actor. Aaron Taylor Johnson, okay. But, yeah, no, it's kind of crazy. I, The character names will elude me in this. Uh, Caden, if you don't mind doing a little Google search, but continue on what you liked about Aaron Taylor Johnson I mean he, he was like breaking down and shit at yeah, times he was I honestly think to be honest for acting in that situation or like if he was I felt like as if his acting was he put himself in that situation you know what I mean like like at certain times you could feel like he was like how the like how does he like how does he know this type shit you know what yeah. I mean like the, how... the sniper yes he was getting like outmaneuvered and stuff but I like what you just said he kind of put himself in a lot of these positions because he was the one that chose to split up mm-hmm. chose to send his spotter down on foot to check yeah. things out and I won't say anything about John Cena's character like his plot other than his performance will actually shock you he's not in the movie a whole bunch um, but he's he's a consistent factor and I, I, I feel like with that being said, I feel like guys like that that are in the cinema like cinema world that don't have like the highest or biggest accolades due to their like acting skills. Um, but when you think of John Cena, you, you kind of think, okay, why is he in movies? Yeah. But like in this, this was genuinely uh, something that I was like, this fits yeah. him. Like this is perfect for him. He's not a main character. He doesn't have too much weight to carry on the like for his, for the plot. He's not like the, the character isn't. I don't want to say it's not a, he's not important, but like he becomes irrelevant if that makes sense mm-hmm. to the story. And like when you have like good iconic just celebrities like that, when you think about it, bro, when Adam Sandler tries to act like Uncut Gems, which we talked about. On a pr- previous episode, imagine if he was a serious actor. He's a oh my god, you'd have like five Oscars. He, he's amazing. He's very good. He's uh, think about fucking. What if Dave Chappelle tried to act? I bro, I'm not gonna lie. Like you wouldn't be able to take him seriously because of what he's already done. I think but John based C. on talent, oh John C. Right? Yeah, you, we're gonna go finish the Thin Red Line, which I talked about on a previous episode by myself. But Caden's actually. But he was also in. Uh, Kong, remember Kong? Kong, and that wasn't really serious, so he was kind of a lunatic. He was a lunatic, but he played it well. He convincingly but, played a man that was stuck on an island. Yeah, his, his yeah. Life. But I mean, like, as far as serious goes, I when you say serious movies, I think of real-world situations that could potentially happen. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like if you sit there and say you hey, Robert Downey Jr. is what Iron is Man was dead ass serious. I'm gonna kind of laugh. What if yeah. there's a massive fucking ape out there somewhere? We don't even know about it. Dude, if there was King Kong out there, millions would be dead already. Yeah, I don't know. What if, dude, what if, bro? What if? If anything, I, I, I see yeah, shit no in idea. the oceans, bro. Yeah. yeah. I see shit down there coming hey, up to get us, like bro. Hey, swimming monkey, bro? A swimming ginormous ape. We're dead. We're all dead, bro. It's just gonna literally swallow, like, Britain. Giant sea monkey? <laughs> yeah. But we didn't get your opinion on this movie, Caden. You were kind of... I was kind of asking and pressing Rush on some questions, but... What were your initial thoughts of this movie? What were your favorite parts, your least favorite parts? What did you not like about it? So I was, Give I was us your honest opinion. Right now, last time I watched this movie was 2018. When it, like, pretty much it's, came out. Yeah. It didn't come out. But it was, like, a I year. Exactly. It was a year right after. It was, like, around a year. Because I remember I watched it on, I watched it on uh, Redbox. <laughs> and when Redbox was still popping. Shout out to Redbox. Shout out to Redbox. Shout out to Blockbuster. Oh, <laughs> good bro. Shout out to FYE, actually, but that's pretty much what got me into movies. If you guys don't know what FYE so is. I do remember, I, that, was, that was the last time I watched it. I only watched it one time. I do remember it being very suspenseful. I remember the, the sniper was just, like, it was the element of surprise and the element of when is he going to come back? And when, like, when is this, who is this guy? And you know, what's going to happen next? Yeah. Is, are they going to die? Are they not going to die? Are they going to kill this guy? Yeah, you don't really know. Was which is where I really like the. It, it keeps you guessing. It does. It, it, it keeps you guessing. Keeps you on your heels, and it's it's a nice movie. Like again, I can't really speak on it too much because we'll have to I'm, rewatch it. Exactly, you have to rewatch it. But based on what you remember, yeah. Thus far, what would you rate it out of ten? Rate it out of ten, maybe like um. I I would understand seven, like a six seven six and a half. That's Me personally, I, I like it as much as an eight, but like I just have a biased opinion because of Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, like I, I just do really like his work as just an actor. I do remember John Cena having a good performance, and y'all are saying like it was one of the best performances. It is his it, it is his best performance by far. Yeah, but honestly, I think one of the best athlete actors might be Dave Bautista. Or... Yeah, no, I, I mean as he's far I wouldn't say actor. best. I would say most successful. Nah, he's the most successful is Rock. Yeah, yeah I, he's the I, I don't even think time. about Rock as a wrestler anymore. I'm the sorry about that. The The Rock, yes, but without saying The Rock, I, I could say Dave Batista is probably the most successful, like, with accolade-wise, yeah. because he Terry was in... Terry Crews didn't wrestle, did he? Uh, Terry Crews, I feel like he was a bodybuilder, right? Yeah, I think he's just a bodybuilder. But he's been around... I love Terry Crews, bro. He's a legend. A training day and I hate Chris I mean just a, a gamer top fucking G mm. um, but what we were talking about prior was genuinely uh, oh best wrestling yeah best wrestling actor so The Rock for sure number one clear yeah. cut but without mentioning but, The Rock I would because he's David, not the best he's not the best no no he, yeah successful off of numbers and money earned but when you actually sit there and talk about what does The Rock, like, as far as, like, franchise, he doesn't have, like, a big franchise he's attached yeah. to, besides DC, which is kind of in the gutter, the DCEU. I don't, yeah. I didn't watch Black Adam, mm -hmm. and I don't plan on it, to tell you the truth. But Dave Bautista was in Guardians of the Galaxy, one and two. He's also in a new M. Night Shyamalan movie, uh, one of the most iconic directors of all time. Uh, he's in uh, Blade Runner 2049. 
He's in Stu, I think. Uh, and he was also in Riddick 3, like a fucking G with Vin Diesel. I mean, come on. Uh, he has to be one. I, he has to be the best. He, I, he might be the best, but I, I can't I can't shit on, and I refuse to shit on... John Cena. John Cena. Oh, I always love John be, Cena. Like, he's... Granted, because he's... Let's just be real. He's been a part of our lives forever. So is The Rock. But John Cena is more iconic than most most of these wrestlers. Like if you if you see The Rock, John Cena, and Dave Bautista in the street, Mm. who are you gonna go talk to first? That's a good question. The Rock, John, Dave Bautista, The Rock, and John Cena in the street. Who are you going up to first? I mean, it's got to be John Cena, right? I mean, that's not... Dude, I feel like I think a would, lot of I think people would say that. That's respectable, though. I think he would be the nicest one, too. I feel like he would actually... I mean, definitely potentially sold his soul to the Chinese government. But that's a different story. But based, based on performance, The Rock and Dave Bautista... Besides, I, I would like to say Dave Bautista in Blade Runner 2049. That was good. He's like, when you've, ne- you've never witnessed a miracle... And, like, he was an android, but he, like, he, like, broke the Matrix and started feeling shit. And he's, like, every time... Like, that was a whole... That's a mind-bender of a fucking movie. But I don't think either The Rock or Dave Bautista have put up a performance like John Cena in The Wall. Yeah. And you need to go... You need to go prove that for yourself. And I completely recommend that if you have not seen The Wall, a Doug Lehman film. Uh, Again, the director of The Bourne Identity, the first Bourne movie in in that franchise, which is another personal favorite of mine. And he also directed Live, Die, Repeat with Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt, one of my favorite actresses, and Tom Cruise being one of my favorite actors as well. I think he's probably everyone's favorite actor at this no, point. He's not, not my favorite actor. He's up there with me, though. I can't lie. Just based on collateral. I mean, there, I will say this. There's there's one movies from some actors that just catapult them on my top ten. Denzel. Denzel is in my top three. Like respectably, but I gotta put Leo and I gotta put Morgan Freeman up there because Gone Baby Gone is Morgan Freeman's most slept on movie. Morgan Freeman's basically God too. He was God in like three Three, movies, yeah. Like Uh, what? Like uh, he was in Bruce Almighty. Yeah, Bruce Almighty, Evan Almighty, and like they made a second. No, dude, they no, they made one with. There was a movie with Brandon Fraser where he was like some realtor developing some property and some fuck. It was a comedy. And like there's a bunch of fucking animals and their and his kids were just fucking. Bruce like, Almighty. Is that? That's it's Evan Almighty. Evan, that's Evan Almighty. That's Steve Almighty? Carell. Yeah, yeah. Steve Carell. No, no, Evan bro, Almighty and it was like Bruce brand. Almighty. No, bro, bro, look, I swear, bro. I'll Brandon look it up. I'll look up Bruce Evan Almighty for you. Bro. Oh, okay. Evan Almighty. Steve there's like Carell. talking animals. Yeah, and no. They start Evan Almighty is the one where he's he in the, it, where he's in the land development and they have to build and he has to build the ark. Remember? No, 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 no. That, not, yeah. no, not that one. It's not that one. I swear to God, it's not. It's not like that one. Jim, Jim Carrey. This is like this is a terrible movie. Like this one I'm talking about is a terrible. It's with Brandon Fraser. Look up Bruce Almighty. No, look up Brandon Fraser right now. <laughs> Shout out to Brandon Fraser. Uh, he was on top at one point, and he had a journey. Furry Vengeance. Yes. Was Morgan Freeman in that? Or am I just... Bruce Almighty was, was Jim Carrey. I knew, I knew it was Jim Carrey. Yeah, Bruce Almighty is Jim Carrey. Evan Almighty is Steve Carell. This mm-hmm. one's Brandon Fraser and... Mm, Morgan Freeman was God in, in Bruce Almighty and Evan Almighty. So he's... Well, that's the thing is I think... It was the same. It was the same. Was the same uh, yeah, exactly. The thing is though is 
I think I saw something. I could be wrong on this, but I do believe that Jim Carrey would have played in that one. The thing is, though, is that unless they were just trying to make a spinoff of it and just, like Caden said, just same universe, different character. Well, no, like that's the beauty of it, though. That's yeah. why, like, whoever... Well, no, no, which Kevin, came out first? Uh, Bruce did. Yeah. So Bruce Almighty, whoever... But whoever Evan made, was... The, the character Evan was in Bruce Almighty. He was, like, a co-worker. Yeah, so it's the same universe, but yeah. whoever made Evan Almighty, the fact that they were still able to cast Morgan Freeman, because the man has never aged since I... Like, since ever. I think it's just um, the second part of the movie, too. But no, uh, Morgan Freeman is not... He's not in Furry Vengeance? No, Okay, so I, I, honestly, I may have mixed them up because at that time, I, I genuinely thought Brandon Fraser must have been Steve Carell or something. I don't know. Jim Carrey's in Evan Almighty too, so. Yeah. So it's definitely like a sequel then. It is, yeah. Okay. I, I, I've seen Bruce. I've seen Evan a little bit. The only reason I haven't seen Evan Almighty all the way is because um, a piece of shit named Andrew Parks always used to uh, watch that. So I, I genuinely stayed away. A <laughs> per That's the, dude, that's a story time episode. Dude, that's a, dude. But like, obviously we we'll went have... to watch it at Main Street and it picked us up and there was like three beer cans on the floor <laughs> dude, of the Remember yeah. Halloween? What was the SUV he used to drive around? Oh no, that was the Chevy Sonic that he had yeah. nearly repoed three times. I thought y'all had an SUV, didn't y'all? Yeah, but he wasn't driving it that night. Oh, okay. I remember because I had to drive shotgun. And yeah. there was two empty Bud Light cans in like... Oh yeah, no, he was trash. And then there was two in the couple. Yeah, but he was also not off of his phone the entire way. No, no, that's what we, yeah. we dropped, bro. And it's... That's... Okay, again, story time episode. Wait, remember when I spoiled uh, Star Wars for him in, the, in that middle of the mall? Oh, my God. I, I spoiled Rogue One for him. I was like, hey, AP... I just told him the fucking the end of the movie, and this dude was screaming at a five-year-old Katie Carroll in the middle of a mall. Well, I mean, if if you Katie do know Carol. Andrew Parks, then you know that you know he comes from a weird-ass family. Um, his mom is weird. I had the the unfortunate uh, event of meeting her at some oh point. A fucking creep. But again, this is a story time episode for sure. We really that's appreciate. Whole, that, that's like a five-hour episode. Dude, that is a five-hour episode. Yeah, that's an epic. <laughs> that is an epic. It's a saga. You <laughs> have ten, like ten-part series. Exactly. Yeah, no, there's ten episodes worth of stories in that. Ten, Genuinely. ten eight-hour episodes. But with that being said, that that's definitely a nice little, uh, I guess, vision into the future uh, for the show. We have tons of stuff coming and. We're just trying to be as consistent as possible. So we really appreciate everyone for tuning into film and uh, film analysis three, and we'll definitely continue this little sub series um, and talk about even more movies. And then we will also be having singular franchise and movie episodes if the movie is that good and if the franchise is that good. And we just watched it. Uh, we have a Spartacus review coming up this week, um, and then me and Caden are going to be finishing Lost probably within a week or so. So two of those massive reviews will probably be almost two-hour episodes. We're going to have everyone on. It's going to be a blast, so definitely make sure to tune in for that. But with that being said, Rush, Caden, love you guys, and thank you for uh, tuning in and coming on Always. and putting in the work here. We're going to grow this thing, and that's the goal. That's the dream. You guys have a great evening. Take care, everybody.